The theme for today is finding hope in hard times. And our reading comes from Psalm chapter 40, verses 1 to 5 and 16 to 17. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Oh, the joys of those who trust the Lord, who have no confidence in the proud or in those who worship idols. O oh Lord my God, you have performed many wonders for us. Your plans for us are too numerous to list. You have no equal. If I tried to recite all your wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them. But may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, The Lord is great. As for me, since I am poor and needy, let the Lord keep me in his thoughts. You are my helper and my saviour. O oh my God, do not delay. Well, I think my mic's on now, so that, that's, that's always helpful, isn't it? Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Wonderful to be with you this morning. And today I have... Uh, uh, an amazing amount of uh, technology in my hands. I've got my iPad here in case I forget what I'm doing. I've got my stick, which you've already witnessed. My um, actually called a shooter's stick, where you can sit on. Uh, a great, a great aid for those of you like me who are unable to use our legs properly. Um, I also have this amazing technology here, which is my clicker today, which uh, Marilyn is going to demonstrate. Look at that. There we go. Excellent. So uh, she's going to be working hard to follow my signal which I won't do again because it, it might click onto the next slide. But here is a question for you for today. What is a big challenge that you have faced or are facing? And uh, I'm going to give you five minutes or so to turn to someone next to you and share that question. Maybe, maybe if you feel comfortable, you can share a big thing. If it's something like I've just passed my driver's test and that was awesome, you can just share something uh, equally simple like that. So make sure everyone is included and uh, you've got five minutes. Answer this question. Ah, oh, very good. Now, now, if something's come up for you that uh, you need help with that hard time, I encourage you to continue that conversation now. I'm not going to pass the mic around and get you to stand up here and declare what that is, but if you need to follow up on that and get some help from someone here or, or go and pray with someone, or if you want to talk to me, you're most welcome to after the service today. Uh, I want to share with you uh, this theme today of finding hope in hard times, and it comes out of something that happened to a friend of mine earlier in the year. Very good, my friend Percy. So uh, this friend of mine I've known for a long time when we uh, were tasked with planting the church down at Mawson Lakes. Uh, very early on, uh, he and his wife, uh, they'd been visited by one of us 
one of our team uh, being, as, as we were going door to door. Uh, and so they snuck in right at the back seat and they'd leave in the last song so they didn't have to talk to anyone. And in my more able-bodied days, I would deliberately run after them in that last song so that they felt welcome. And uh, in time then, um, they returned again to the church. They hadn't been part of a worshipping community for a long time and uh, became involved. And he was a great singer and guitarist and so joined our band um, and his wife served uh, both as usher and uh, in, on tea and coffee. He became chairman of our congregation then as well and has become a, a, a friend and a mentor, someone who's really grown with me. When my injury then came, then he ministered to me. So we've got a, a really great friendship. Earlier in the year and to, well, really towards the end of last year, uh, Percy there was something very wrong. He was experiencing a lot of pain. Uh, he was uh, struggling to get around. He was really in a bad way. And right at the beginning of the year, he could barely even leave his house. And after much goading, much pushing, uh, he went and saw a specialist, and it was cancer, blood cancer. And so he immediately was uh, rushed to begin treatment for that. And, and he was beginning to struggle with his legs um, and as treatment went on, he lost the use of his legs. And so this double whammy of hard times hit Percy, not just cancer, but all of a sudden disablement. So these were really big things for him to deal with. And as I've journeyed with him, it's brought up uh, memories from my own injury a long time ago, about 19 years ago, when my spinal injury happened and I started needing mobility aids and I started having to deal with my own journey of disability. And the first question is often raised in hardship with disability is something is wrong with me. There's this journey of there's something wrong, I've got to find out what it is and you go to this specialist and that specialist and they have one great idea and then that five minutes later, no, 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 here's what you're really dealing with and then someone else tells you this and someone else tells you that and you just want to know what is wrong and that's a real challenge. And then there's that thought of I'm not normal anymore, whatever normal is, but there can be this sense of uh, I'm not like everyone else and I'm, I'm not like what I once was. And that's a challenge to our identity and a challenge to our uh, sense of self and value. And then there's, uh, I, I, I've got a great respect for a lot of medical people. I know, I have friends who are in the medical field. But there's sometimes when you're sitting in a hospital and someone blows in and they give you all the bad news and then, whoop, time's up. We'll see you next time. Bye. And you're left there like Job in the ashes of your broken life. And it can feel really dehumanizing. Then that, what do I do? How do I cope with this horrible news? And you're just number 103 in the system, you know. And I love our system and I thank God for it. But there are times where it feels dehumanizing.
And then there's pain itself, which is often associated with hardship in medical hardship or disability. And uh, I know a bit about chronic pain from dealing with it for 19 years and I'm, I'm feeling it right now. I'm ignoring it because I'm so energised and adrenalised to be with you this morning. But after the service, I'm going to hurt and it's going to make me grumpy and crotchety. Um, my voice will change from the lovely, joyful presence of being a pastor to my family hearing uh, groans and grunts um, and harsh words, you know, because pain affects us. It affects not only us, but our relationships with our family members. And then when you're lying in a hospital bed or, or lying trapped in a room somewhere, the mind games start because we're used to having devices and distractions or our work or our family and all of a sudden you're lying there and I'm not used to this and cabin fever sets in. And then that cabin fever kind of turns into the next one which I call the witching hour where late at night you're lying there and everything is just rolling over, rinse and repeat in your head again and again and you can't sleep and it's like you're being haunted by this horrible experience that you're having and, and running over this diagnosis and that and what is this going to mean for me? And then up come the theological questions. Um, and one before that though is this sense of dealing with loved ones and friends and and you're in a world of hurt and all you can see is your world of hurt and, and your loved ones and friends, they see you hurting and, and so they've got their world of hurt and, and you kind of come together and miscommunicate and talk past each other because all you can see is what is in front of you and suddenly even your relationship with your loved ones or, or friends that mean really well coming and visiting you, or it's not working, you know, or, or it's fracturous or it's hard. The theological questions that then come up are why does bad stuff happen to good people and is this calamity God's judgment for my past sins? Earlier I asked you about a big challenge you may have faced and when Percy was faced with this challenge, he asked me someone that in my years of ministry, of hospital visiting, of giving last rites to people, no one has ever asked me before. And he asked me this question. Can we read the word and pray together each day as I face this? And it's amazing that I had never heard that before as a pastor, as a chaplain, um, in, in dealing with people, no one has ever asked that of me before. I've never heard someone ask that of anyone else before. And it seems so basic and obvious to us as Christian people, of course that is the question you, you should be asking, I think, you know. But it just struck me as amazing that this question had never been asked of me before. And uh, is that something that all of you must do? Is, is that a rule that all of you must do? Of course it isn't. But the question is, why wouldn't you? You know. And I think the next time I'm faced with this situation, I'm going to be asking that exact same question. Can we read the word and pray together each day? What's been happening as we have done this each night around 6.30, uh, one of us will message the other and up we come on our wonderful technology devices and have this wonderful interaction. 
I've really experienced uh, Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And as you know from reading God's word and sharing it with each other and praying, what a powerful experience that can be. So it's now been uh, 33 weeks and we've missed one or two sessions. Um, most of the time that's been because of me. Uh, but it's been an, a remarkable and powerful experience because there have been amazing serendipities, amazing God consequences as we've dealt um, with this situation and in sharing together and praying about it. And I want to share with you what we've been doing. So um, the first thing we do in our conversation is just ask how we're going? How's, how's your day been? As simple as that. And sometimes that's a 30-second interaction and sometimes it's a 30-minute interaction depending on where each of our days has been and what good news or bad news we've received, how we're feeling about it. And then we uh, jump onto the Holy Bible app on our devices, on our phones. And uh, we simply jump into that and uh, the next screen is this simply this one and you'll see there it is this is the, how the app opens up with a bible verse if you click on that bible verse up it comes but if you click on compare versions uh, this is where it becomes really helpful and useful so if we click one more ahead what you get on the right there is a whole heap of different translations you've got your good old uh, NIV or NRSV which are good uh, direct translations of exactly what uh, uh, the original Greek and Hebrew says as best as they can be translated. And then you get some more uh, dynamic equivalence translations like the message, something that, uh, that gives you a sense of what it would sound like in today's language. And so it's, we, we find this fascinating. We kind of read through some of these and it's really interesting to see the interplay and it brings up issues of how it's be, this has been interpreted. It's a really valuable tool that we've been able to use. And then after that, uh, sometimes it's really useful to not just read this one verse, but to read around it. And in this verse today, uh, in this verse, in this instance, be on your guard, stand firm in your faith, be strong and be courageous. When you read the full chapter, uh, if we go on to the next one, thank you. Hopefully it is there. We get at verse 1 regarding the relief offering for poor Christians that is being collected. So the sense of this verse is actually about, the greater context is about helping others, is actually about giving to those in need. So, you know, be strong and courageous as you help other people. It can be really useful to make sure you don't just read one individual verse, but look at the context, look at the verses around it. And then finally, we talk about it. What do we notice? Does something stand out for you there? Does it uh, jog a memory or an anecdote or something that's happened to you? And sometimes uh, those have been really powerful. Sometimes they've been really related to what's been going on in Percy's life with his diagnosis, with his treatment. And then finally, we pray on it and just think about everything we've read and as the Spirit leads, we pray. And it's been remarkably powerful for both of us. Early on in Percy's diagnosis, this was the Bible verse. He'd been sharing with me that, just before we started in our pre-sharing time, that he'd been given this sense of you may never stand again, you may never be able to walk, you might not even be able to transfer from 
uh, your bed to a chair ever again. And uh, that really hurt. He was really hurting at that point, realising that my life will not be the same anymore and I'll have to deal with this hardship and I'm not sure how I'm going to face it. This was the Bible verse that came up and I'll read it to you. And you've already heard it this morning. I waited patient for the Lord. For the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you've planned for us. None can compare with you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. We've just been talking about him not standing again ever. And uh, we both had chills as we read this passage. And, and I said to Percy, you know, you know the context of this. This is imagery about standing again. You know, this is really about you uh, waiting on God and God will be there for you. He will help you stand uh, in your spirit and in hope again. But maybe you will stand again. And Percy, I think you actually will stand again. It might not be in this lifetime. It might be in the life to come that you stand with me. And I won't need my stick anymore and we stand in worship. Or maybe it will be now. We will wait and see. We will wait patiently and see. And that was the end. We... Uh, went from there. I went to bed and as normally happens when something powerful like this happens, uh, you know, my, my own mind ticks over and I woke up uh, at five o'clock in the morning with a song. This kind of thing happens to me and so it's uh, that, that decision at that point of, do I get out of bed? God, do I have to get out of bed and write this down? And I've learnt over the years, yes you do or it just disappears into the ether. So I got up and I, I started writing this song down and, and I want to share it with you this morning um, and it's simply based around this psalm and, and with that sense of God supporting us in our hard times. In reading this psalm and as I was writing this song and putting it together it made me reflect back that I can now look back on myself being in the mud and the mire when my injury happened, when my full-time ministry ended and my, my dream of being a full-time pastor ended so suddenly and hardly and how broken I was and how in time I waited patiently and God pulled me out to a point where I can give thanks and praise again. So it was, and, and it's my prayer and my hope that this will be Percy's journey as well. In fact, I know that it will be and I pray that it will be for you as well. So uh, we'll hear that song and, uh, and then I'll pray. Oh, and you can go on your normal streaming services and listen to it for yourselves. <laughs> there we go.